Welcome to Lobby Talk, a podcast from the Cumberland County Playhouse. One of the best places to hear Playhouse gossip is in the lobby, and now we're bringing the lobby to you. You'll hear backstage stories from our company, learn about upcoming events, and what goes into putting shows onto our stage. With no further ado, let's all go to the lobby. Welcome back to the second part of our conversation with Playhouse star Wesley Webster. So then after Carousel, you stayed in New York. I did stay in New York for a little while. Got my tour jacket. That was one of my main goals. I wanted to get my tour jacket. So I got that and I still have it to this day. And on occasion, we'll pull that out. And I love it. Um, And I was there for a while and I sang on some recordings of stuff with some friends. I kind of got into the scene um, with people, you know, working on their new works and stuff like that. So I'd help them with the recordings. And then, you know, I worked at a temp agency. I waited tables. I was a hostess, just whatever. And then would audition in the daytime. I was a computer graphics and translation agency. I worked for them doing some computer stuff on Quark. You know, just I learned a whole lot doing all these other jobs, too. I worked for Winespec magazine for a little oh, while wow. yeah um and they were always i mean it's new york so they would let you they knew if you had to go audition mm-hmm. so they'd give you the time to do that too so it was good did you like auditioning i loved auditioning i really did because you weren't performing so it was like a little mini performance that you had mm-hmm. so and i had taken classes with craig carnelia and stuff so my audition packages i felt pretty confident in you know you don't. They don't ask you to. They're not like Jim Crabtree up there. They don't ask right. you to do too much on the fly. There are sixteen bars in and out. They might give you a side. You read it. You go. You know. What was your go-to uh, audition song? Oh, at the I time? did a lot of like "Till There Was You." They saw me much more as an ingenue there, but I was kind of a quirky ingenue, mm-hmm. which is why I think they liked me for the cover for Julie Jordan because they had cast the Julie Jordan on Broadway is a little bit quirkier. She was a little bit darker as an ingenue. And so that's really where that's where I was hitting in New York at that time when I was in my 20s and 30s was that kind of a character. Did not get to go into my leading lady necessarily or, you know, my mature, the maturity that I've reached here, those roles all came here. But definitely as a quirky ingenue was probably what they would typecast yeah. me as so so yeah. then jim calls and says hey we're doing a we're bringing the secret garden back he sure did which is a role that you'd played when, uh, during your previous mm-hmm. stint at the playhouse mm-hmm. and invited you to come back he and did. play martha in that he did and you know i had always kept in touch with my playhouse family um in fact when jim would come to new york and do auditions or um the, there was an netc as well a northeastern mm-hmm. theater conference um i would always either help him with it or come in and say hi or we'd see a show or go to dinner he actually flew to la and saw me do carousel um there so i'd always kept in touch with my playhouse family and always wanted to do something and it was getting about time where i really wanted to teach Mm -hmm. i wanted to drive a car again more i wanted to plant some things you know so i jumped at the chance and i came back to do that and stayed for another stint probably five years before i left again when we first met Mm -hmm. when you came back that second time yeah and that you also at that time because at the playhouse the education program had been primarily Dance based. Yes, they had a wonderful dance program with Eldar and Lilia Valiev. They, Russian, that, I mean, they had really established a beautiful dance program um, 
and we were very lucky to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't really, they included, they, we always do a summer camp here and they had included musical classes and acting classes in the summer camp, but it really wasn't part of their year long curriculum. And I started a class. I just, Jim was like, are you interested in teaching something? And I had taken some classes in New York that I really thought would be beneficial to the kids here, a Craig Carnelia class in particular. And so I just started, I started very small with a handful of kids on Saturday mornings. Uh, Layla Nelson was mm-hmm. one of those kids. Chelsea Nye was one of those kids. Preston Hackett, Colt Irvin. I mean, just like just a great group. Lauren Tranberg was mm-hmm. one of those kids. Just a fun group of kids, only a handful of them. And we started and we had it. Marion Sullivan, that's the first time I met her. Wonderful, beautiful person here who accompanies me to this day. And we would meet in the Adventure Theater on Saturday mornings and teach a class to these kids and that was the beginning of it we started incorporating musical theater classes and then eventually acting classes into our year-round curriculum too um the kids really take to it yeah, yeah. and look at it now yeah big how many classes musical theater and acting classes so we have you? musical theater one two and three and acting one two and three um the musical theater and acting one is combined and then we've started a mini musical theater class as well which they're really taking to oh, that's great. so about five levels of stuff now yeah so five hours a week well that's such a testament to you wesley and wow. and your talent and your abilities and you know making this program go from just a small Saturday morning, you know, class with 10 people and then look at it now. And that's such a credit and such an asset to the playhouse. Thank you. Those kids make me cry. They make life worth living sometimes, you know, (laughs) you know, we get involved with what we're doing here and there's just the pressure. We do things in rep a lot and we're working, working, working and memorizing and all that stuff. And then you walk into a room full of kids who just find the joy of singing a song and it really, it's It's life changing. Yes. You work with the kids too. They love you. The, when you direct them, they love that kind of interaction that they get with you in that direction. And they've learned so much. It's so fun. There's uh, usually for the auditions for the the volunteer shows or the kid shows, it's Bryce and Wesley and I sitting behind the table. And, you know, one of us inevitably cries because we're so <laughs> proud of these kids and what yes. they've achieved. Yes. Um, but it's, it's I, don't, I don't think they realize that it's just as rewarding for us. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they do. And I hope we make it really... I mean, they're all nervous coming in, but I think we all come with a smile on our yes. faces too. We just want them to do their best and to feel we good want them about to be it. Good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Layla Nelson, you spoke of, who Layla Jones now. Yes. Um, she was part of Wesley's original class, mm-hmm. and she went on to become a Playhouse Company member, resident mm-hmm. choreographer here, mm-hmm. and is doing some great stuff in Nashville now, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some good old pictures of things like I have a picture of Jensen Crane and yes. I doing cats. Uh, I've got a picture of Darby Benegas when she was in Annie that first time. You know, just like to look back at that through the years and see the growth of these kids who have become resident company mm-hmm. members with us or gone on. Yeah, Corey Clark, Anna Etchison. They're here with us now. Yep. Yes, amazing. And Jensen, I remember when she was a kid, she never spoke. <laughs> you, you would see her in the hallway and she would just stare at you and smile. Hey, Jensen, how are you? And she would just look at you. With those big blue eyes. Yeah, and then, you know, She's such an extrovert now that it's neat to see. And she's got so many great um, attributes. And she's a dance teacher now in the program that she grew up in, which Mm -hmm. is very neat. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about some of your roles you've played here. I mean, you've you've run the gamut of roles here at the Playhouse, um, playing such iconic roles, really, as Grizabella and Cats. Madame Rose and Gypsy, Desiree and A Little Night Music, title role in Hello Dolly, Mrs. Lovett and Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about your process. 
I know it's a, a different for, for each role and each show. Sure. My process. Let's see. Well, for, I mean, I guess if there are students listening to this too, you'd want to know. There's no one way to approach any kind of role, but you want to do the history. You want to mm-hmm. learn about where it comes from. Um, you want to have that connection with the audience when you're in the middle of it. You want to have a really good giving relationship with the other actors on stage. You know, those kind of things are the basic things. But, you know, I really just try to research it and then just try to think like that person would mm-hmm. think and that's fun to become somebody else sometimes you Absolutely. know just when well, you're so good at being truthful on stage i think you know that's one of your many attributes but you always find the honesty in the character thank you no matter if it's a comedic character or if it's more of a, a dramatic role mm-hmm. you always find the truth and the honesty and believability thank you and watching you on stage you never see wesley you see the character that which is the goal the biggest compliment i could ever ask for yeah, yeah. i always just really once i knew this was going to be what i was going to do for the rest of my life my biggest wish for was for to just be respected by my peers i didn't need accolades i didn't need a lot of money i mean It'd be nice to have some to live on, you know, buy your gas money. But I just really wanted to be respected by my peers. And and you've achieved that goal. Thank you. I definitely feel a part of a family. And so that makes it worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about, so you mentioned you played Joanna in Sweeney Todd in college. And then played Mrs. Lovett. Um a couple of seasons ago here. So talk about the transition from the ingenue, Joanna, to Mrs. Lovett, who's the leading lady. Yeah, it was intimidating, as a matter of fact, a little bit, um, just because, uh, well, just having that from the Mrs. Lovett that I had in college and looking at that as this iconic role, that's sort of like a bucket list kind Mm -hmm. of role um, from this ingenue, but... I was something that I just knew I was ready for. I was already familiar with it. Um, so uh, it took a lot more energy to do Mrs. Lovett, I can <laughs> tell you. And it was a lot more of my memorization skills. But what a rewarding role. Oh, yeah. The ups and downs and the nooks and crannies of her mind. Now that was fun to mm-hmm. do. And musically challenging. Like That was another role that I definitely grew in and enjoyed and loved every single second of, for sure. You were fantastic. Thank you. But you actually directed me one of my favorites when I got to play Madame Rose. You know, that was definitely a highlight of anything that I've ever done and being on stage with Deanna Mm -hmm. and at the end of that, the the fight that we had at the end, um, just, you know, some great epic moments. Those are the things that are burned into my brain. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I, when my dying, when my deathbed, and those are the things that will have burned in and I'll remember and just revel in. Yeah. I loved working on Gypsy. Yeah. It was great. I remember uh, working at blocking the scene that day with you and Deanna at the end and it was 4th of July. And we said, let's rehearse in the morning. Let's block these last two scenes. And it was just the two of you. And then we'll do our, you know, 4th of July celebration. Um, but Deanna also at the time was was really just starting out. Mm-hmm. She was young. Mm-hmm. She was an intern at the time. Mm-hmm. And just the two of you together were so fantastic it was in that. So rewarding. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, I've enjoyed playing Corey Clark's mom a couple times yes. too. Nine, Nine to five. five. That was a fun role. I yeah. just I feel so lucky. So many bucket list roles and so many it's just mm-hmm. so rewarding. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. So you know, we do pretty lengthy runs here, mm-hmm. like eight weeks, a couple of months, sometimes a little bit longer than that. Um, so Wesley is also has a 
very green thumb. She's a gardener. <laughs> she, we live across the street from each other, so I get to see the fruits of her garden all the time. Um, but Wesley also is famous for her concoctions that she may bring to the theater. You know, if you were doing a long run, sometimes you're under the weather and you have to do what you can to sing, to you know, have a voice. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that it changes from show to show with you. <laughs> Well, we'll start with that. We'll start with the different things. So I think for Hello, Dolly, I really different. I know it's psychological. I know that eating mashed potatoes probably don't affect my chords, but they do in my mind. Absolutely. And so I do. I'm so for Hello, Dolly, it was definitely the the mashed potatoes and beets I would have. Um, for one of them, it was chicken. It was like chicken legs I needed to have. <laughs> pimento cheese sandwich, maybe, maybe. But pimento cheese sandwiches is what I always had for um, Sweeney Todd when I played ah. Mrs. Lovett. That was something that just made me feel good, made my stomach feel yeah. good, made my cords feel good. Um, so definitely what I eat right before a show is always changing and just depending I on... for uh, Secret Garden, because that's the first show that we did together. And you had a cold. Uh-huh. And I remember standing backstage waiting to go on. And then there was this overwhelming garlic smell behind me all of a sudden. And I turned around and there's Wesley chomping on just a raw garlic bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Felt hey, good. it worked. It did. Sorry for anybody who had to stand near me, but it did work. And then for cats, it was uh, apple slices and peanut butter. Yes, that does. And I still, I've apple slices and cucumbers, I still, uh, that's my go-to yeah. a lot of times. That feels good on your cards. But I'll make a concoction that you know, those kind of things have led into things like the concoctions that I make, like I make um an onion juice and to for people that are sick mm-hmm. um not just for me anymore i share it and they people say it works it so i keep making them you know you just boil the onions and you inhale it and it clears out everything and then you take the water that you just boiled those onions in and then you drink it you can add things like a little rosemary and a little honey to make it a little more palatable yeah. but that always seems a good standard and i've been making some tinctures this summer been learning some more about some lemon balm tinctures and stuff so that's always growing as well <laughs> my imagination on what i can do to I make it. yourself healthy yeah <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about smoke on the mountain mm, yes um we mentioned earlier you know you've you've been in rehearsal now for a week mm-hmm. and um you've directed smoke for the past several years yes yes um but this year it's outdoors it is which now, is exciting it is so exciting it's so exciting to go look at that space and i've Smoke on the Mountain has always been such a pure, earthy, organic kind of piece anyway. To take it into the outdoors has been super exciting. And because we're doing it, we have a lot of repeaters. Now, they're combined, you know, like we have Lauren and Daniel, who've always been a couple Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, We have Corey and Deanna, who've played the twins. But we have Paul Gary coming in, who has played the preacher, but not at the same time that Corey and Deanna played the twins. So it's all different kind of versions. And then we have a newcomer, Grayson, is playing Stanley. So... Um, and then we have Jensen back playing June, but they've all done it with different groupings of things. And now we're all outside. So it really is exciting to think about all being together and trying something that is so familiar is now so new and fresh again too, which is really exciting. So talk about some of the, the challenges of, well, I mean, the first one I can think of honestly is how do you keep the instruments in tune outside for two and a half hours when they're all switching off and playing. And so we're going to have to incorporate sometimes in the show where they may have to retune an instrument Mm -hmm. or they may have to take an instrument off stage at intermission and tune it and bring it back on. That's a challenge. Uh, Sound in general is just going to be different. It's open. There's no, (laughs) it's not an amphitheater, you know, it's it's just open. So how are we going to be able to hear, you know, 
what if a gnat comes by or what if a bird, <laughs> you know, there's just all kinds of things that. I think it's neat to think about. Um, Vera has a great monologue in the second act about a June bug. Yes. And so hopefully by that time it will be getting dark and yes. maybe the fireflies will help us out a little yes. bit, which I think could be really cool. Yes. It feels very Shakespearean once it again. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so you guys, this is, you, you have to come see this, this new version of Smoke I'm on the Mountain. I'm super excited. I really do want everybody to come. It's yeah. going to be fun. And just hearing that music again after taking the year off. Oh yeah. Oh, it just takes my breath away. Yeah. They're just so good and they've worked so hard already. I mean, to, in one week, to have learned all the music vocally and instrumentally and now we've blocked act one yeah, in a week impressive. it really they're they're just really good yeah, yeah. they are mm-hmm. so smoke opens july 10th mm-hmm. and runs through august 29th mm-hmm. um just a little plug here it's rated g it's for the whole family it's sponsored by dr edward and karen thornblade and plateau properties um so it's a general admission right now so what we're asking you to, you know, we have some benches that are provided outdoors, but also bring your lawn chairs, things like that, your bug spray, because the bugs will inevitably be there and watch the show with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do call and reserve tickets with the box office, mm-hmm. but it is general admission. So if you get here early enough, you'll be able to pick your spot on the lawn, which is kind of neat, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Wesley. So we're going to wrap this up with some. No, I didn't prepare you for the Wesley is always prepared. You know, she's the valedictorian. <laughs> So Wesley, um, you know, likes to be prepared, as we all do. But I thought I'd just throw this out and just oh, see what happens. Oh, my. So this is a little, what we're calling a rapid fire question session. Here we go. <laughs> just answer as truthfully and honestly, you know, and as fast as you can. And we'll okay. just go through the gamut. I'll try. Okay. We'll start out easy. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Green. Green. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Me too. <laughs> First Broadway show you ever saw? Dreamgirls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Jennifer Holliday? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I know. So what's your favorite TV show or just genre of television in general? Well, my favorite genre is documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch a documentary. Anything about an ancient civilization, I am all <laughs> over. But then I got wrapped up in the Game of Thrones and the True Bloods and things like that, too. So I think things that are dramatic but also have a little sense of comedy in there are my favorite things. But if I had to take one TV genre to a desert island, it would be a documentary of some sort. (laughs) Is there anything fun that you binged over quarantine? I think I watched everything. I think I watched all of Netflix over quarantine. Um, I, I can't really think of anything that was my favorite necessarily. But I, documentaries, I watched a lot on the Celtic and the Egyptian civilizations. Um, yeah. Because like I said, Wesley and I live across the street from each other. So we saw each other every day during Do you remember anything that I quarantine. talked about? Well, I was going to say that it would, Wesley would say, okay, I found this thing. It's great. And I'd say, okay, I'll see you in two days. Yes. And I would go and watch it and then we'd the talk tutors, about it. The tutors. I recommended the, the tutors. tutors. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. just, you know, it's those historical things that I find fascinating too. Those historical the shows. The Great was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Mm, of all time? Of all time. Oh. <laughs> or a movie that you would watch over and over and over and never get tired of it. I think The Notebook might be. I know it's sounds cheesy I but i would watch the notebook over and over i really would and it makes me cry every time yeah. but yeah i love that movie favorite musical favorite musical mm, that's a tough one but i think i would have to say into the woods uh-huh. i love into the woods it's torn i'm torn between a little night music into the woods. They, they, I, i'm a sondheim baby so i really i yeah. love his but 
Sweeney Todd's right up there too. Yeah. I, but I think Into the Woods. I think Into the Woods will be the one. Funny story about Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. Wesley and mm-hmm. I played the uh, Cinderella's Prince and the Baker's Wife together. So we had a lot of great scenes. And so the director said, we were in rehearsal down in the rehearsal hall. And the director wanted us to start like upstage left in the corner with our bodies together, connected, laying on the floor on top of each other, and then roll all the way to center stage, just over and over and over, over on and top over. of each other. We, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in rehearsal, yeah, you'll try anything. Uh-huh. So I th- we did that once, and I think we ended up just cut and bruised and everything. Yes, and dizzy. And she said, Are, do we need to cut this? We're like, no, 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 no. We, can, we can keep going. Do so, it. Anyway, we cut it. <laughs> it's got one of my favorite... Um, Careful the wish you make, wishes are children. Mm-hmm. Careful the path they take, wishes come true, not free. Just makes me cry thinking about yeah. it, you know? Brilliant. It is. It really is. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I would want to read people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> I think. That's a good one. Uh, dog or cat person? I'm a both. How can you ask me that question? You know I have both I cats and dogs. That's she hard. Has a I do. I have quite the menagerie. <laughs> Um, what can we find you doing when you're not at work? I would mostly be gardening, uh, reading. I've taken up cross-stitching. I did cross-stitch some over the break. My mom, who has passed, had done some original birds in cross-stitch, but hadn't finished the whole series. So I started finishing that those, and I gave one to my sister for her birthday. That was one that my mom had done and the one that I had done. So I've taken that up and have found that very rewarding and very peaceful. So yeah. I would either be... Cooking, gardening, cross-stitching, or learning lines. That's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite go-to meal from a local restaurant? From a local restaurant, I would maybe say the fish tacos at... Um, the poorhouse. The poorhouse. Uh, yes, fish tacos at the poorhouse uh, would be one of my go-to meals that I love. Anything. I love Casa Grande. I eat there a lot, and I love their guacamole. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, and then Dynasty. I love their. They have a good seafood soup there that I like to have a tom yum soup, mm-hmm. seafood noodle soup. That's really delicious. Those would be my favorites. I yeah. Think. Okay. If you had a yacht, what would you name it? <laughs> if I had a yacht. I would probably name it something like Off the Beaten Path. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's a role that you could do over and over? If somebody said, okay, you can do one role for the rest of your life, or it's just a show that you never tired of, that you think, I could perform this for 20 years. Hmm. I could probably perform The Baker's Wife and Into the Woods forever and ever. Mm -hmm. That was easy. You know, as I get older, I like those little cameos where you come in. I could have done Elf for a long time, Mm -hmm. played the secretary in that. That was just, we did that this past Christmas, and I could have played that. I could have played the librarian in Matilda for a good long time, too. I like more and more the little cameos where you get to come in and do something. But I guess those Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. Um, Favorite Smoke on the Mountain song? I think Smoke on the Mountain. Yeah. Just because it's got the cowbells in it. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And (laughs) it's kind of the finale. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're going to wrap this up with this last question. If you could give advice to your younger self or to a young person who's interested in getting into the theater business, what would you tell them? I think that I would tell them that there's no set path for anybody that you have to follow. You can come at it from all different angles. You just have to believe that you can do it. I didn't know that I could do it. I wish somebody had told me, yes, you can do this. Yes, try it this way. But if you have to go about it another way, 
Do it that way. Mm -hmm. And to not see anything in black and white. Always look for the gray. Look for the gray. The world exists in the grays and shine your light on the gray and you'll always be true to yourself. Ah, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Wesley. This thank has been Thank you awesome. for having me. This really was fun. Yeah. I was nervous, but this was good. This was fun to do. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. So, um, again, Smoke on the Mountain opens July 10th in our outdoor theater, and um, Wesley's directing that. And you can see her on stage this fall in Little House on the Prairie. Remember to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening. You've been listening to Lobby Talk, a presentation of the Cumberland County Playhouse. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CC Playhouse. And you can purchase tickets online at ccplayhouse.com or by calling our box office at 931-484-5000. Also, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Podcast hosting is by Buzzsprout. Theme music and production by Ron Murphy. Executive produced by Brett Hancock and Bryce McDonald. Thank you for listening.